Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. This is the Green Zone. Oh my! He is the fattest man in the NFL! This is the Green Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSEN. Back here on the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM, Dave Ross, alongside Wes Reynolds. We do have some finals coming in. The Bears rejoice, Chicago. They held on to get their first win of the year, and they covered. They did. Uh, Cincinnati took the money, too, by the way, and I went against that line move. Sometimes you don't want to follow the line move. Sometimes you can be against it, but Bears did have to hang on for dear life, though, with that late interception. Burrow got a touchdown. Bears were able to run it out, so saw some good and bad out of Justin Fields, as you're going to see out of a rookie quarterback, Mm -hmm. so that is now a final score. We are now also final in Indianapolis. Los Angeles Rams 27 to 24. Your final score. Game goes over the total. Ben Fox, you can go ahead and put a wrap on that for us. Ben? Yeah, Wes, we did have the pitchy, pitchy woo woo, but uh, they were going backwards. They did eventually go forwards. Uh, Jacob Eason with a lateral over uh, to one of the running backs who ran it about 20, 30 yards, uh, then was tackled. So game ends. 27-24, 27-24, everyone on both sides holding the breath, certainly Rams backers <laughs> hoping for potentially a fumble, uh, recovering that in the end zone, but no such luck. Game goes over the total, 27-24, the Rams win, Colts cover. Ben Fox, great job as always out there at South Point today. Follow him on Twitter as I do, at bfox 22 uh, great job doing two games for us here. He wanted a better game. He got one again. Yes. You were sweating out that pitchy, pitchy woo-woo. Just I was, and uh, the Colts do get there. Carson Wentz, of course, left late in the game with an ankle injury, so we will have to see what that is going to be in terms of an injury. Jacob Eason, 
You had to throw him in cold off the bench, right. and he throws the interception to Jalen Ramsey. We also, I believe, are having knees in uh, Philadelphia right now, so it looks like the 49ers are going to finish that off. And cover if that holds at 17-11. to 11. But right now, let's go back out to Chad Andrus, who's been watching the Broncos and the Jags. We kind of thought this was put to bed, Chad, but then some late drama here from the Jags? Yeah, the overbetters, especially in-game, have a heartbeat <laughs> thanks to a Jamal Agnew 102-yard kickoff return after another Brandon McManus field goal. Broncos were up 23-7 to before that return. Trevor Lawrence, though, throwing incomplete on the two-point conversion that would have made it an eight-point game at that point. And, guys, Urban Meyer, I, you got to start having some question marks oh. here for the people who are wondering about this from the start. The Jags go on the ensuing kickoff to line up for an onside kick at the 35, and they get a delay a game oh, on the kickoff. <laughs> oh, so it goes back to the 30-yard line. They kick it. Of course, the Broncos recover because we all know onside kicks never work. So Denver now <laughs> lining up to go for it on fourth and inches at the Jacksonville 15 instead of electing for another McManus field goal here with just under three minutes to play. It looks like that uh, they may have snuck this one forward here at the 229 mark to keep the ball going and keep possession and try to salt it away. But Denver was as high as 15 and a half here in the fourth quarter with the total sitting right around 41, 41 and a half uh, fluctuating back and forth. You know, that definitely uh, has has changed now after the big kick return from Agnew. But the, the questions about Urban Meyer, a delay a game on a kickoff mm. in this offense Trevor Lawrence's numbers are going to look bad today. He threw another pick, this one to Pat Sertan on a deep ball. But a lot of, of what Jacksonville is trying to do today looks like what Ohio State would do when they would get in trouble. Let an athlete make a play on the outside, throw it up deep, and, and hope something good happens. Uh, this is the pros. That doesn't work. And Lawrence now has two more picks and five on the season. All right, great stuff as always. Chad Andrews, follow him on Twitter, at Chad Andrews. We're going to say goodbye because the Broncos did get that first down. So it looks like... They can almost salt this thing away here, and they yeah, are down they to the 10-yard line. Yeah, they can only stop the clock one more time. Two-minute warning as well. So uh, that's going to be 23-13 to 13 as we hit the two-minute warning in Duval. And we do have a final in Philadelphia. And Dieter Kurtenbach, you just saw one hell of a football game today, Dieter. Uh, put the final touches on this beauty for us. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo wins the game with the quarterback <laughs> sneak. It was his fourth he had four quarterback sneaks today. That's how old school this game was. Uh, 49ers beat the Eagles by six in a game that should have been played in 1965. I think, Dieter, you just summarized that uh, rather eloquently, more eloquently mm. than the football game was actually played. Uh, Dieter, great stuff. Thanks for joining us all day long. Of course, follow him on Twitter, at D. Kurtenbach. Uh, so the Niners do cover. It wasn't artful, yeah. but they get the job done 17-11. But again, if you're Kyle Shanahan, you really don't care. It wasn't artful against Detroit. Certainly wasn't much prettier today against Philadelphia, but you are 2-0. and And you got to keep pace because now the Rams are 2-0, of course, go. with the win. And then uh, Seattle and Arizona are going to be in action later today. Okay, so, uh, again, thank you very much to Dieter for that coverage all day. Uh, again, we now have three games officially done for the day. And, again, the Carolina Panthers game has not gone final yet. Uh, still outside the two-minute warning, 26-7. to Right there. And the Raiders still holding on, about a minute and a half to go. But uh, it would be a great win for the Raiders mm -hmm. if they can hold on. Before we talk about that game, let's go back out to Ian McMillan, who's been watching the Browns and the Texans. Has this one, Ian, finally been put to bed? 
It has been. The Browns uh, ran the ball down the Texans' throat. Nick Chubb uh, scored on a, on a nice little run there to put it back up to 10 points. But Houston didn't exactly want to roll over just quite yet. They went on another long drive, came up a little bit short, had a chance at a field goal to make it a one-possession game one more time. But Joey Sly missed the field goal, unfortunately, uh, which effectively ended the game. So uh, Browns win. Texans cover. But more importantly, in my opinion, the over finally hit. So I'll be popping uh, champagne here uh, when I get offline, they, guys. They, that was they my made favorite. Pick, one of my it. favorite picks of the day. Yeah, Ian. We didn't think you had to sweat. We didn't think you were going to have to sweat that one out, but you did. Uh, it does go over the posted total there, thirty-one twenty-one. Uh, Ian, great stuff as always. You can follow Ian at Ian McBets, which I think is one of the best Twitter handles out there. Uh, great job today as the Texans come up short, but do cover the number against yeah, the Yeah, McBets, McDollars on that total <laughs> going over, by the way. So 31 to 21, your final score. I think we have another final, and James Harris has been watching the Raiders and the Steelers for us all day long. James, not a lot of people yes. outside of yourself thought the Raiders could go to Pittsburgh and get the victory. Did they finally get this done? Yeah, they got it done. It's over. Uh, 23-17, it's fourth and five, 24 seconds left. I guess I can say that's a wrap. It's over. Um, we're 2-0. Um, not two pretty games, but it doesn't show in the win column if it's pretty ugly. So I'll take them just like we get them. There you go. And, James, they are lining up for a Daniel Carlson 45-yard attempt here, which is interesting, with 24 seconds to go. So you just have to avoid a block. Yes. And essentially you're feeling really good if you have Raiders money line. The kick is up and it is good. So, James, you are right. This game is officially put to bed. James, very quickly, with this 2-0 start for the Raiders, what have you been most impressed by in this start for John Gruden and company? I think we might have lost James. Yeah, yeah and a 45-yard field goal by Daniel Carlson is, in fact, good. 20 seconds left to go. How about Derek Carr? 382 yards today, 28 of 37. Against that defense. Two touchdowns. Only got sacked twice by this defense. I know, I know TJ Watt uh, did uh, was lost for the game for Pittsburgh, but that's going to be a wrap here. Uh, Raiders are going to win. Still 20 seconds left to go, but Raiders are going to go 2-0 in right. their new city. Pretty impressive. And again, thanks to James Harris for covering that game for us. Again, Raiders Nation, you got to be excited about that 2-0 start. Derek Carr did what Josh Allen could not do a mm -hmm. week ago to that Steeler defense. Uh, for the first time today, we're getting ready for some afternoon kicks for the late games, and I believe we already have a score. We do. we got to go to Mike Wilbshaw, uh, of course, with Vikings Territory and Purple PTSD contributor. Uh, Wilby, what's going on with the boys in Purple out there in the desert against Arizona? Well, they didn't take long to get that party started in the desert. The Minnesota Vikings get the opening kick. They hand it to Dalvin Cook for a ho-hum, like 11-yard gain and a first down. But then on the next play, Kirk Cousins drops back to pass and connects with receiver K.J. Osborne for like a 70-yard touchdown. If you had K.J. Osborne as your first touchdown scorer, you had that at 25-1. to 1. Oh. So that's a nice little payday for those of you who saw K.J. Osborne's impressive performance last week against the Bengals. Maybe you 
you put a few bucks on him. Now, um, I don't know how far ahead or behind I am from you guys, but it was a, a score that they were reviewing. Mm-hmm. It, it I believe a, it's going to be upheld. Yep. It did get upheld. upheld yep. the PAP is pending. And, uh, Wobie, let me follow up here and ask you something. As Kirk Cousins with this long 64-yard touchdown pass. We know Cousins, and a lot of it was because they were behind last week because of the penalties in the first half and having to throw a lot. But Kirk Cousins threw it almost 50 times last week. Do you think that that was just an aberration or do you think Zim has given him a little bit more confidence where it's like, okay, I'm willing to not have Kirk Cousins be like the quote unquote dreaded game manager moniker, but I'm willing to let him make plays and throw it down the field. I think, yeah, Wes, I think it's more of an aberration. I don't think Zim wants Cousins throwing the ball that many times in the game. I think he wants to have the ball in Dalvin Cook's hands. I think he believes, and I don't want to speak for Zim, I'll speak for myself. Dalvin Cook is a better player for the team than Cousins is, even though Cousins plays the more important position. So I think Zim and company want the ball in Dalvin's hands more than they were able to do it last last week in Cincinnati. I think that's too many passes for Cousins in a game. Now, Cousins can do that. He can do what he just did. But it's harder to do it when you're throwing 50 times in a game and you're dropping back and your offensive line has to be in pass sets against a really talented pass rush. I don't think you want to throw 50 times in a game against Chandler Jones. <laughs> Great having Mike Wobeshaw back with us for a second week here in the green zone. Mike, I, I, I understand the answer. I like the answer. I'm a KC8 guy. Free Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Cut him loose. We Let's like go. that. We like that, yeah. Kirk. Great start here. And by the way, updated live odds here. Arizona minus a point and a half, 57 and a half the total. Roll reversal for Arizona, so impressive on the road at Tennessee. I played a little Minnesota Vikings at four and a half early in the Ooh. week. Didn't use it in the contest, but certainly a good start for the Ben, the purple people eaters. You know, we got a new cast of characters coming on. Eric Edholm's going to join us watching the Falcons and the Bucks. David Gascon watching the Cowboys and the Chargers. And Tank Williams watching the Titans and the Seahawks. And oh, by the way, we already have a score for the defending Super Bowl champs. We'll tell you who. You could probably guess when you come back with us right here in the Green Zone. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is kids safe COPPA certified. 
So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Welcome back to Green Zone right here on Visa and the Sport Betting Network. We're starting to get in the late window of the NFL games. Some finals coming in, by the way. Final down in Jacksonville, Denver 23-13. to Favorite and under get there for the Denver Broncos. Teddy B and company now starting 2-0 and on the season. Just one game left here in the early window, but it has long been decided. 35-0 Bills over Miami. Miami just outside the red zone, so trying to avoid that shutout and that O by their name. Jacoby Brissett trying to drive them down, but we are in the two-minute warning down there in Miami. And we are underway in some of the later games, and we're underway already in Tampa Bay, and underway with scoring as TB12 and the Buccaneers go ahead and get in the end zone early on. So we're going to bring in our guy, Eric Edholm, who is a Yahoo Sports NFL writer. He's tracking this game with us, Falcons, Buccaneers. Eric, describe what we saw early <laughs> on, uh, scoring early and often for Tampa Bay. Certainly no surprise. Yeah, certainly not against Atlanta either, a team they dropped 75 points on a year ago. So only took them about two and a half minutes right down the field, two big plays to Mike Evans, and then Tom Brady hits Rob Gronkowski for a 20-yard score, 7-0 before the betters even got their numbers in. So it uh, started at 12, minus 12 bucks were favors. Now it's up to 17.5 in-game. Expect some points in this one. Had a couple shootouts between these two teams last year as well. Eric, very quickly, uh, did you rent out a theater to watch this game today? Because you look really (laughs) comfortable right now. We've got the kids on a little trip. They're out having fun. This place, this is actually a garage I'm actually in right now, believe it or not. They converted it into a movie theater. I'm watching NFL games in here. It's not too bad, you guys. Uh, It's great to have Eric back with us here on the Green Zone. And yeah, you know, I, I just, you look up. And you see Brady, and they get pressure on him, and he double clutches, and you go, oh, they got him in trouble. Mm -hmm. No trouble. 
just finds Gronk no problem. I mean, yeah. these guys are ageless, and at some point, you have to start thinking it's going to catch up to him because yeah. Father Time's undefeated. How did Gronk and Brady keep doing this, and nobody can stop them? And, and this was one I was actually tempted on because I thought, okay, it's thirteen now for Atlanta. Did they are were they as bad? Because that's what we often do in week one to week two. Yeah. Everything's an overreaction. Maybe there's a couple teams where you're like, yeah, they're really good. Yeah, Kansas City's still a factor. Yeah, Tampa Bay is still a factor. But is Atlanta that bad? And so far, very early now, just four minutes into the game, as they uh, as they shank a potamus up oh, there. So uh, maybe Atlanta is that bad. And well, I like them in our NFL betting guide. I recommended the under on this team. They didn't blow this team up, I think, when they should have. They should have traded Matt Ryan oh. to a contender or somebody that was close and just really started anew with the youth movement down there with the new coach in Atlanta. Is there any value after what we've seen? And again, as you mentioned, it's early. But the ATL looks awful every phase. Defense, mm-hmm. right down the field. Offense, nothing. And now special teams, too. 17 and a half is a big number. But it just feels like unless the Bucks just go in a second half, yeah. kind of just run out the clock mode, how in the world can the Falcons stay in this if this is their best effort in the first half of the first quarter? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh Tampa Bay already out seven to nothing. We saw the Falcons, how bad they looked against the Eagles last week. And uh, another team that looked bad today, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, A screen pass that would have been a first down to continue to drive for Miami, dropped by Ahmed. So Miami Dolphins going to get shut out here in week two by the Buffalo Bills. And Bill, you know, that line really didn't move all week, Dave. It was pretty much three and a half. Mm -hmm. I think it was three on the look ahead. And now the Bills have their largest shutout win against Miami since uh, November 6, 1966 for the Buffalo Bills. So the Buffalo Bills demise after that week one home loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers was greatly exaggerated. Sometimes a team, like we say, overreaction. Sometimes a team just has a bad game. And the Buffalo Bills had a bad game in the second half. Water has found its level. But water found it in a big way, thirty-five to nothing uh, over the Miami Dolphins, who now go to one and one. And remember, they had a ten nothing lead on Pittsburgh last week. Couldn't hold that. Had a bad second half, as you mentioned, but a great bounce back game for the Buffalo Bills. And I love them today because, again, as we mentioned at the top of the show here at the Green mm-hmm. Zone, I just felt at three and a half on the road. Normally, go, ooh, yeah. don't like to do that. But because of what you mentioned, what happened in week one, it was an overreaction. It was a good number. It was my one uh, lost play on our Circa Million entry because I did take Miami with the three in the hook. Thought that had a little value, but not enough today. So we had the NFC or the AFC East basically play each other. That is a final score in the Meadowlands. 25 to six New England Patriots. Easy cover over the New York Jets. Five and a half point favorites. Game goes way under the total of 43. Waiting for the last two games of the afternoon wave to kick off. Of course, the Cowboys and the Chargers. David Gascon will be watching that one closely for us. And the Titans and the Seahawks still waiting for that kick. Tank Williams, of course, played uh, a DB in the NFL. He'll be covering that action for us all afternoon long. And want to remind you, we're going to have Kadri Ishmael. Uh, you might remember him from the Baltimore Ravens, Super Bowl champion, and now does fine work uh, for the Ravens pregame and postgame in Baltimore. Big game tonight that we're going to have a lot of time to talk about, hopefully, in these afternoon waves between the Ravens and the Chiefs. The reason why I say that's a big game, Wes, is when you look at the Ravens and what happened in week one coming out here to the desert and getting beat by the Raiders, all of a sudden you go, boy, if you go down 0-2 when you got the Chiefs coming to town and they don't seem to match up very well with the Chiefs, it feels like a very important game for Lamar Jackson and company. Here. Yeah, yeah, and it does. And and look, we saw the problems that Baltimore had on the offensive line last Boy. week. Uh, not not just the new guys, Alejandro Villanueva, who really took a beating from Max Crosby here locally yeah. on uh, Monday Night Football. Crosby had a couple sacks. Nassib 
Carl Nassib with the big sack late and the forced fumble. So I thought Lamar was actually very solid. I thought he made really good decisions, didn't turn it over at least of his own fault. It, you know, he fumbled, but but he was getting hit by these guys because Villanueva, to most of a extent, and Kevin Zeitler also on that right side struggled. And you know what? Ronnie Stanley struggled, yeah. who is really that anchor of that offensive line. Former player here in Las Vegas at Bishop Gorman. Went on to Notre Dame, first-round pick. Yeah. Pro Bowl-level lineman, and he just didn't get it, and he wasn't able to get it done. Still coming back from that injury. By the way, he is doubtful for tonight, so we don't expect Ronnie Stanley. Marlon Humphrey and Jimmy Smith, we'll see when we get those inactives out for that Sunday night game. Those two DBs are out. And with those guys being out, and we know Marcus Peters now out for the season with that ACL, that's not good news when you're playing Patrick Mahomes. And if you looked at all the contests that were run out here, Kansas City, a very popular play, but been pretty much at three and a half, a little bit of four out there for that Sunday nighter. Um, The Bucs on the move again. We'll keep you updated there. But right now, let's go out to the aforementioned Tank Williams. Of course, uh, does great work for Yahoo Sports Fantasy Analyst there. Follow him on Twitter at TankWilliams13. He's got the Titans and the Seahawks. Tank, what do you expect to see out there in Seattle? I know they're laying a pretty hefty number here. Tennessee really laid an egg in week one. What do you expect to see today? Actually, I want to see Tennessee come out and play some physical football. I mean, I don't know if you remember the time, I think it was a few years ago when Akeem Tlaib's like stole Michael Crabtree's train from oh, yeah. him. Mm-hmm. So we were oh, like, yeah. come on, Crabtree, like jab back. Like that's what the Arizona Cardinals did to the Titans in their home stadium last week. So I'm expecting that run game to come out here, try to, you know, you know, create some momentum. And then hopefully that opens up the pass game for Tannehill with A.J. Brown streaking down the sideline and Julio Jones down the other side. And if we can get that and create a little back and forth with that Seattle offense, it'll give us something to watch. But otherwise, I mean, man, the Titans didn't give us much to hope for last week. Tank, I love your perspective there as a former player because you're basically going inside the numbers and saying, show some attitude, Mm -hmm. right? You got Derrick Henry, run the king, run some people over, Play physical football. You know that's the way the head coach wants to play it. Seattle's not going to back down from a fight. Do you think this might be a real slugfest here between the trenches and maybe not the prettiest game to watch? I mean, it really could be because I know when, you know, Seattle supposedly changed their offensive philosophy this year, we thought we were going to see Russ cook a little bit more. But if you look at that Colts game, I mean, they did what they always do. I mean, Chris Carson was like, Debo from Friday just pounding between the tackles, <laughs> running physically. And then, you know, when they established that run game, then Russell Wilson came and threw the moon balls over the top to Tyler Lockett. So that looks just like what I'm accustomed to seeing from Seattle. And I expect them to do the same thing. Basically, Seattle run, lines up, they do what they do, and they dare you to stop them. And so I'm interested to see, one, if that Tennessee defense can stop them, and two, if not, if that Titans offense can step up and actually score with them uh, going point for point. Absolutely. And uh, one of the things I'm looking for at this Tennessee game, I was going to use it in contest because I think Seattle might be a little inflated, as Tank pointed out. They are using that new offensive system, going a little more up-tempo, really. And they got shots down the field against Russell Wilson last week, and you saw it paid off, or Russell Wilson did against Colts, and Mm -hmm. you saw it pay off. Didn't quite get the seven, but six and a half here. We know Seattle with that 12th man, arguably the largest NFL home field, probably in all of the National Football League. So it is priced in. And then also Tennessee, if you look at them, they have six new starters on defense. So it's not a new scheme necessarily because they didn't have a defensive coordinator, although they promoted one this year. Vrabel still pretty much calls the defense down there for Tennessee. But you got six new starters in. You know, you had Bud Dupree that you signed mm-hmm. and – uh 
Autry that you signed from uh, from uh, Indianapolis. Caleb Farley, by the way, not going to go today on defense. The uh, pick from Virginia Tech for Tennessee. And also Taylor Lewan not going to go on that loss. offensive line. That is an absolute massive loss. So this is one I ended up staying away from. Kind of lean a little bit to the over 54 right now at BetMGM. I could see some high scoring because maybe Seattle is this good offensively. Great having Tank with us all afternoon long. He already got a Debo reference from Friday in the show. That's when you know it's going to be a good one. Don't go anywhere. These afternoon games getting cranked up right here on the Green Zone on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. football season your best sports betting season ever start your vcin free trial today to get full access to your sports betting experts including 24 7 video streaming daily best bet emails betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game plus full access to vcin.com data and analysis you get everything vcin has to offer for only 22 dollars per month sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe back here on the green zone dave ross alongside west reynolds and you know, right as I said, why would there be any value in the Falcons against the Buccaneers? Eric Edholm, who's watching this game for us in a beautiful place, it looks like right now, all by his lonesome. Eric, what happened? Because I thought the Bucks are going to run roughshod, and all of a sudden we got a little change in momentum. We sure do. Tom Brady was sacked uh, right outside the uh, red zone there. He had one shot at the end zone before that. Lost the ball. Dexter Fowler recovers, or sorry, uh, uh, Walker recovers for Atlanta. Fowler got the sack. It is now Atlanta ball. They're starting to move the ball a little bit. They were a little bit of a slow. They're facing a third and short now. Uh, Matt Ryan got off to a slow start, but now sort of feeling the rhythm, although he's been under a little bit of pressure, guys. So if you're a fan of the under, if you're a fan of uh, Falcons now, plus 17.5 in-game, plus 12 pregame, you like the way this one is turned, although the Falcons need to convert this and keep the momentum going. Yeah, absolutely, Eric. And again, you, you kind of right when you think, ah, we know how this game script's going to go, mm-hmm. Tom Brady, I thought that was against the rules for him to get hit. Right. Yeah, it's again. Yeah, I thought you would have. How does that It happen? seems like it is right? because so you many can't teams can't him. hit him. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, for Tampa Bay, I'll try to get an update on the status. Carlton Davis did go out in the Ooh. secondary. We know Sean Murphy bunting already on injured reserve. So. Bucks starting to get a little banged up in the secondary as Atlanta is going to be short. So fourth down here, basically fourth and inches at midfield. We'll see if Arthur Smith elects to go for it, and I believe I see the punting unit coming on the field. See, then this is, again, we talked about this in the early slate of games here where I don't understand why you punt this one. If you kind of follow my logic here, when you know you're decided underdog, Mm -hmm. and it actually looks like it might be a fake. Mm -hmm. So we'll we'll, we'll follow this because I just don't think Arthur Smith – can play this straight up against a BA and company for the for the Buccaneers. We'll find out what they do. They here. tried to get him to jump, and and I don't believe they did. Actually, I think it looks like Atlanta may have jumped. Uh, so it looks like they are going to go ahead and punt this one. Maybe just line up and actually go for it when you're the decided underdog and you're already down seven nothing. Uh, we saw the Vikings go right down the field and free KC eight. He did on that first position seven nothing Minnesota. But I think Mike Wobshaw, we got another score out there in the in the desert. Do we have a shootout on the horizon? Maybe we do. We got an over under of 51. So 
the odds makers think possibly, and maybe the betters do too, and the game flow would tell us it's a possibility. It's 7 7. The Cardinals answer the Vikings early touchdown by getting an early touchdown of their own. Kyler Murray, sensational on the drive. On a third and six inside the red zone, a play is all bottled up. Kyler Murray runs for a first down. Moments later, on third and long, Kyler Murray once again uses his mobility, buys some time, and you just can't cover DeAndre Hopkins for more than like five or six seconds, and the Vikings couldn't do it. So Murray finds Hopkins for the touchdown at 7-7. Hopkins minus 105 to be the first TD scorer for the Cardinals. So uh, not a big payday there, but I'm sure a lot of people had it. And it's 7-7, still in the first quarter, high-scoring game in the desert. 58-and-a-half now to Wabi's point in terms of the uh, – in-game total, Arizona minus three and a half, basically where they close pre-flop and what he, what he talked about there with Kyler Murray. Maybe he has something special here. Maybe we just should enjoy the show with Kyler Murray and maybe not try. Look, whenever somebody does something well, we try to find like flaws. That's right. just kind of what we do. And this guy is getting better, even though I, I liked Minnesota and took the four and a half just on the line value here, just because I didn't think Minnesota was as bad as that result indicated at right. Cincinnati last week. But this does absolutely look like a shootout here in the Valley of the Sun. And, you know, it's an interesting point about Kyler Murray and what we saw last week against Tennessee, and I think a lot of people wrote that off as bad Tennessee in week one, but maybe it really is good Kyler Murray, and maybe Cliff Kingsbury finally has this offense. Remember, when Kingsbury took the job, right, they already had a quarterback. Josh Rosen was supposed to be the guy. They drafted Mm -hmm. him 10th overall, first round the year before. And he had said publicly when he was still down there uh, in college at Texas Tech, hey, if I had the number one pick one day and Kyler Murray was there, I'd take him. True to his word, he did just that. We've been waiting for that to kind of that marriage to happen. And to your point here, again, through one game and one quarter so far, not even done with one quarter here in game number two, it looks like that offense is starting to work out pretty darn well. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll see defensively. They did bring in some guys. They brought in J.J. Watt. You know, for some leadership, they brought in a lot of veteran guys trying to establish a winning culture for this young team. And right now, all tied at seven here, very early on in the first quarter. Let's go out for the first time today to David Gascon. It's great to have it, to have David join us here from Fox Sports Radio and Bally Sports West. David, great to have you on the program. I'm excited to talk to you, one, because I like you, and two, because you're watching those Cowboys and the Chargers today. What have you observed so far, my friend? I'm going to tell you this flat out. I'm a little shocked that Wes is actually doing this show with you, a live body, Mr. Ross, because everybody that knows you knows that you are an absolute Cowboys apologist. Uh, with that being said, it's great to see you as well. It's been a long time. Uh, so far, Dallas has gone for on a couple different occasions on fourth down and one at their 48-yard line. Uh, pass interference call against the Bolts, had them moving the sticks. They've continued to push the ball across the midfield. Uh, and their opening possession looks good and promising so far. Again, last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the offense wasn't the problem. It was their defense and getting some stops. Uh, Dak Prescott, you know, 400 yards passing a week number one. That looks to be a continuing trend here in week number two. But Zeke Elliott, it's been a concerted effort early on to get him some touches. He only had 13 last week. He's already halfway towards that right now. So there's no score just yet between the Bolts and the Cowboys. But this is a probably the game of the weekend in the National Football League, obviously AFC versus NFC. Yeah, David knows me very well. And David, to that point, I, I think it's a good point to make there. It looks like on this first drive, the Cowboys trying to play a little bit of keep away. And Wes, that feels like a good recipe to David's point of how porous the defense was a week ago mm-hmm. against Tom Brady on that Thursday night opener. Well, you've already got Micah Parsons, the first-round pick. Now they're going to line him up down as a defensive end in the 4-3. They did not like what they saw 
in coverage there. And of course, a lot of that is because D law, of course, now on the injured list for the Dallas Cowboys. So you're going to see a lot of Michael Parsons in a three point stance, trying to get to the quarterback off that edge. Now that's interesting to me for a guy at Penn state that didn't do that. Right. And then all of a sudden, because of necessity, that's what they're going to have to do. Let's see if it plays out, if it works out here, because again, Cowboys trying to move the ball. They've got a third down now here. It looks like they're going to get some points. We don't know if it's going to be six or three, but you got to stop somebody. And Justin Herbert, Boy, you have Tom Brady a week ago, and then you get Justin Herbert this week. It's like old goat and young gun. So good luck for that Cowboy defense right now. We'll find out if they can hold up and if they can get points. It looks like they've got a first and goal scenario right now. Uh, And I do believe we're going to go back out to Tank Williams right now with the Titans and Seahawks. And Tank, what are you observing so far? I mean, well, it was one of those games where you expect Tennessee and uh, Seattle, they come out slugging, throwing these body shots. But then when Seattle gets the ball for their second possession, Russell throws it up with the bombs over Baghdad. We gotten so accustomed <laughs> to seeing Tyler Lockett streaking down the field on opposing defenses, and we got it once again. The only thing is, is that they couldn't finish this one with a touchdown. I mean, they went back to the ground and pound. Russell actually had Tyler Lockett in the end zone but couldn't connect with him. But that Seattle offense is starting to wake up a little bit. So now the key is going to be seeing how Tennessee can respond. Can they get the running game going? Right now, Derrick Henry has negative yardage in the run game. Can they get that going so they can establish some kind of momentum on the offensive side of the ball? That's what we're waiting to see out of the Tennessee Titans right now. The bombs over Baghdad reference, man. Don't pull the thing out unless you plan to bang. And right now, (laughs) these two teams are trying to get some banging on each other early on. Seattle strikes first blood with that 51-yard or that 31-yard field goal from Jason Myers. Three to nothing now, Seahawks, minus six and a half in game at BetMGM, 52 and a half your total. And again, I, I kind of thought Tank, I thought made a great point about that before the game here. It might be one of those ugly physical games. Tennessee has to try to play that way. Their defense looks so poor this week one against Arizona. Maybe play things a little bit closer to the vest. We do have points out there in Los Angeles. The Cowboys did cap that off with a touchdown. So again, on a long drive, they kept the ball for seven minutes almost mm-hmm. on the clock here, about 8.09 to go in the first quarter as the Cowboys strike first blood there. We'll and a good later. sign that they're staying committed to the running game. We saw Dallas could not run the ball at all against Tampa Bay. So I didn't want to jump to conclusions like, okay, this running game has problems, which it had last year because you had a banged up offensive line and also run against Tampa Bay and Vita Vea up in the middle. Not a very easy no. thing to do, and the Cowboys weren't able to accomplish it. But Tony Pollard... Four yards off the right edge uh, in terms of running the ball. Only Not a very pretty average. Three point we want one yards a carry, but nine rushes so far for 28 yards. So not a lot of big plays, but if you're Dallas, you got to keep them honest. you got to be able to run the ball. You can't just have Dak go back there, throw 50 and 55 times a game, even though you've got a great receiving core and expect to win. And we've got points all over the board. We're going to have updates here in just a little bit because we know the uh, Vikings uh, also, right now, they've just got back on the board. We mentioned it might be a shootout out there in the desert. It's looking that way so far, so we'll keep a watchful eye on that. But again, back to that Cowboy game for a second. It's not really the offense, if you're a Cowboy fan like myself, that you're worried about. It's the defense. Yeah. Can they figure out a way to slow down, supercharge in L.A.? Cowboys minus one and a half in play at BetMGM and now 56 and a half on the total. That's basically where it closed pre-flop. Updates when you come back with us. Yes, we've got live scoring and live odds changing as we speak. Come on back. It's the Green Zone on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. You remember that, John? My first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. (laughs) Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Sign up today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to showtime with the lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any team. If any team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if any pro team scores a touchdown. New customer offer, paid in free bets. Eligibility and restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 
Massachusetts, must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds as we are into the afternoon slate of games. We got a lot of action going on right now. And I do believe, again, more points on the board. We told you about it before the break with Minnesota in Arizona. That shootout, bang, feels like mm-hmm. it is in effect. Mike Wobshaw is watching that game for us. And I do believe we have Wobby now. Mike, what's going on? Because, again, free Kirk Cousins so far. KC8 looks pretty good. KC8 does look good, but Dalvin Cook looked really good on that last drive. Five touches for 54 yards for Dalvin as the Vikings go right down the field. 75 yards for another touchdown. 21 points scored in this game already, guys. The over-under at the start was 51. It's been moved up since then, of course, but still trending over. Vikings points, total points for the game at the start was 23 and a half. So you're at 14 already. The first quarter just got over. You got to be feeling good if you're an over-better on that one. Um, you also feel good because of how well Kirk Cousins is playing, the fact that the Vikings are handing the ball to Dalvin Cook, and the fact that this game is pacing so hot from a scoring standpoint. So a shootout in the desert. If you truly want to stay up to date on this game, I think you have to give Vikings Cardinals their own channel on the <laughs> show because you're going back here a lot. I think the scoring is going to keep going. We're uh, just starting the second quarter. Arizona has the ball. The three scoring drives in this game, guys, 75 yards, 73 yards, 75 yards. Wow. Offensive plenty. But we actually just got to stop there as we were talking what? about Ken- Kendricks goes ahead and blows up a play up, up the middle. James Conner held for a one-yard loss. So probably what's going to be a rare occurrence in this Minnesota-Arizona game based on what we've seen through 15 minutes so far, we had a punt here. So we actually got to stop. So Kirk Cousins and company will retake the field 14-7. to Minnesota Vikings minus 135 on the money line, plus 110 for Arizona. In-game total now 60 and a half. Very quickly, Wes, to that point, if you're an in-game wager here, do you ever shy away from a number? Like what we said, look, it looks like you need your own channel. Points are going to fly. Mm-hmm. Does it get a point where you go, wow, 60 and a half? That's just, just not good value. If I'd done a preflop, obviously you'll love it. Do yeah. you ever get scared off at, at a certain point? You can sometimes, but I think you got to really look at like the game flow. Okay. And and see how it is going there. I think eventually this is going to set this is going to settle in. So I don't know if I'd be going over 60 and a half necessarily, even though you look at what it closed at. It was about 51 here at BetMGM. Usually when a game kind of starts out on fire, I'm more prone to want to go to the under on a play, but this is one I think I'm going to leave alone, at least for now. And I believe we've got some uh, fireworks, but defensive fireworks between Dallas and the Chargers. A couple of uh, pick picks going back and forth, so we'll try to get David Gascon here on, on the horn here pretty soon. And I think we have David right now with the Cowboys and the Chargers out there in La La Land. Uh, David, look good for my Cowpokes, and then what happened to number four just now? I uh, you know I, I see you throwing a little bit of a smile and then all of a sudden wiped off your brow and I and so uh, as it stands right now they're trading turnovers right now Justin Herbert first Trayvon Diggs had picked him off and then Dak Prescott just threw an INT early on still in the first quarter but I mean keep in mind and you know this Dave from a season ago that one Achilles heel for Dallas last season was not only stopping the opposition but earning takeaways they're minus three in 2020. And so you'd love to have those early takeaways, especially when you're on the road. But obviously, Dak throwing a, a costly INT early on this first quarter when they had a little bit of momentum, 7 nothing. I still like this. As you guys had mentioned, some of the totals of this ball game, 56 and a half. And obviously, if you are a big fan of the Chargers here at home, a sweet line with a live action as they're now a dog 
Uh, I like the Bolts in this game no matter what, but now I'm feasting on that considering the turnovers here playing out in the first quarter. Two very young DBs with back-to-back interceptions. Trayvon Diggs for Dallas and now Asante Samuel Jr. Apple doesn't fall far, far from good. the tree. Uh, Pops always stayed with the eye on the ball and around the ball. And Asante Samuel Jr. with an interception. Uh, great stuff from David. And again, here as a Cowboy fan, I will say, look, the Trayvon Diggs interception was spectacular, right? A diving effort to get it. You get that momentum. You're up 7 nothing, And really for Dak Prescott, he, a careless turnover for his and uh, an overthrow, right? And I think what happened Thursday night in week number one against the Buccaneers in opening night, I know from my vantage point, you went, wow, Dak looks like he is back to being full Dak, scanning the field and all those things. You don't expect those type of turnovers anymore because, again, it's a momentum killer when you have the lead on the road and then you put your defense right back out there. Now the Chargers are driving, so we'll see if that's really a costly turnover here. But you don't expect Dak at this point of his career, and maybe it's not fair to expect that, for him to make that type of turnover. Yeah, exactly. I think there was just a miscommunication between him and Cooper. Cooper ran a double move, and Asante Samuel Jr. was right there through for the interception. So currently 7 nothing. about four minutes left to go in the first quarter, just uh, looking to see if uh, a live line is going to come up, and it does. Dallas minus 130 money line, laying minus 1.5 on the spread, 54.5 the current in-game total. Okay, we have a tie here, a battle of field goals. Tennessee and Seattle knotted up at 3, and, and again, when we talked to Tank Williams before this game, he expected, he said, hey, Tennessee, let, let's punch some people in the mouth. Maybe not. We thought it was going to be a shootout in week one. It was for one side in Arizona. And so far here, as they uh, wind down that first corner, uh, first quarter, rather, it's still a tight game as they're playing a little bit better defense. But right now, let's go back out to Eric Edholm, who's got the Falcons and the Buccaneers in a game after the first drive. Brady DeGronk, this thing's over. Or is it? Eric, what are you seeing so far? Well, it's Brady DeGronk times two. They hook up for a second score. This one from one yard out. The biggest disappointment here, guys, Vita Vea declared as eligible on the play, came onto the field on offense, <laughs> didn't get the ball. That's really where my uh, feelings are right mm-hmm. now. But the uh, it is 14-0 bucks with uh, about 14 minutes left in the second quarter pretty early on. Uh, Falcons just haven't got anything going. Only 38 yards of offense, one first down so far. Nothing working on third down. So, Maybe we'll get a Vea touchdown at some point today, either defensive or offensive for that matter. Yeah, he didn't get the ball, but he got somebody's body, though, because he absolutely crushed there in terms of a blocking (laughs) fullback and crushed somebody. And Gronk, of course, uh, gets to the right corner of the end zone for his second touchdown. Now back-to-back two touchdown games for Gronk, and it's like, I wasn't sure how he was going to be when he came back is because he had a slow start and then he picked it up because I saw him not wanting to do that trust fall bump at WrestleMania when he was the 24 (laughs) seven champion for WWE. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe he's happy in retirement and isn't as motivated anymore. He is absolutely motivated Two in the Super Bowl, two in week one against Dallas and now two already against Atlanta. Rob Gronkowski just adding to his future Hall of Fame career. It is amazing. You go back like Stockton and Malone without the championships, of course but you couldn't stop them right in the pick and roll. It feels the same way now with Brady and Mm -hmm. Gronk, part two, right? We saw this in New England. You didn't expect to necessarily see it again in Tampa. And then after the Super Bowl showing last year, Mm -hmm. it's continuing here in weeks one and two. They found the fountain of youth, both of them. Whatever they're doing, they're doing it right, and I need to tap into it. I have a very interesting stat for you. We kind of thought that, oh, Gronk, he's kind of off to a slow start, you know, just kind of playing his last dying days of his career out here in Tampa. He has as many touchdowns now in his first season in Tampa, including these two games. He's got 11 touchdowns in 18 games. 
as he had in his last two seasons in New England, had 11 and 27 games. So Bruce Arians finding a way to get him the ball. So uh, uh, a happy Gronk is a productive Gronk, I guess. Again, 20 and a half now on the live line. And again, I said at 17 and a half after, after the uh, first touchdown, I thought there was value there in the Bucks. I got to be honest with you. Okay, I'm not surprised with what the Bucks are doing. I'm surprised the Falcons have struggled so mightily with Arthur Smith so far as the yeah, head coach. And, and I think the die was kind of cast. We saw when they were trying to draw him off sides on that punt like, at midfield on it. fourth and one. It's like you are a rookie head coach with a team that is double digit underdog. You know, run it right up the right up the crapper, basically. And, and, I mean, that's what you got to do. If they stop you, you tip your cap to yeah. them. But you're trying to get them to jump. You try to, to get trick real them. cute and like sneak up to the line, ah. and you know, and and I understand there's a time and a place to do that. I don't think it was there, though, and now you see Atlanta 14 nothing hole and getting 20 and a half on the end game, 51 and a half the total. Look, they did not get off the deck last week at home against Philadelphia. How in the world are they going to get off the deck this week against the defending Super Bowl champs? This That's could, the question. This could get ugly early here in Tampa Bay. So, again, 20 and a half, and I know people are thinking 20 and a half. Why would I lay that? I, I would have laid the 17 and a half and the live in game. I, I just don't know where the value is for the, for the Falcons and how high can that get. It's kind of like what you saw with the Bills in Miami early on. Once you saw the way that game was playing out, Mm -hmm. there wasn't a a number big enough for me to back the fight and fish. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, Patterson does get a nice gain, so now they are in the Tampa Bay territory. But I don't know if I'd be laying it, but I don't know if I'd be taking it here. I think this might be just a leave-it-alone type of game. Cowboys got a semi-stop. The Chargers, they were held to to 3-7-3 right now in Los Angeles. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting it cranked up. All the afternoon games for you. Come on back here in the Green Zone on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free at 